Good evening, happy hump day, and welcome to another episode of Writer Ramblings with H.M. Barone. I am your host, H.M., and tonight I am going to be addressing my final character storyline. Tonight I am talking about my favorite character, Sevelyn. I will probably be talking a little bit about Blythe as well, just because I really haven't discussed her much, but my main focus will most assuredly be on Mythos' twin brother. He is part of Tarek's storyline. He is also part of Isadora's storyline, but he has his own story to tell, and I certainly hope that by the time that this second book is said and done, I will have done him justice. <clears throat> now, like I said, he is Mythos's twin brother, but their personalities are significantly different. First of all, Mythos is a shameless philanderer and a lech. For most of the first and second books. Sevelyn, his attitude does a complete 180 after he meets Lyth. Now, for anyone who has read the first book, you know that there was a significant spark between the two of them, Blythe and Sevelyn. And I wanted to make sure to carry that through into the second and third books because their relationship evolved significantly since the last time that I sat down and wrote for this series. Things happen between the characters as well as with those who are influencing them that um, makes the relationship more dynamic, more interactive, and definitely better for the whole storyline. Now, as I said before, he's Mythos' twin. They are identical, but as with all identical twins, there are a few significant indicators that allow you to tell which one is which. The first and foremost, the one that I constantly draw my readers' attention to, is their eyes. Mythos has sapphire blue eyes, while his brother Sevelyn has storm gray eyes. And... Their personalities, are, like I said before, are significantly different, and their attitudes are different. And Sevelyn dabbles as an amateur tattoo artist, so he has a few pieces of his own artwork on his body. <clears throat> but you will learn more about that. In the third book. 
Now, as for his storyline, I mentioned that he is in Princess Isadora's, and he is also in Tarek's. Now, if you've read the first book, you are aware that King Darius, Isadora and Gordon's father, sends Sevelyn to Tarek to assist in the war efforts. I'm not going to get too much into his storyline with Tarek because I don't want to spoil anything with that. Um, as far as Isadora is concerned, we'll say that he nudges, she nudges him in the direction <clears throat> of a certain redhead. And I don't want to go into that one too much, just because I don't want to spoil anything there either. But, like I said, my first iteration of Sevelyn and his storyline was significantly diminished. He really didn't have as much of an influence on the stories and the characters as he does now. Um... I'm not entirely sure why it is, but I just really have had fun writing him and making him a more prominent figure in the storylines. Now, things between him and Blythe really come to a head in the third book, but I don't want to give too much away on that point either because I don't want to spoil anything. And I, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll leave it at that. But his character development has made him sort of a jack of all trades. Uh, he was a skilled fighter even though he spent a fair amount of time on the family farm helping his sister and two younger brothers with um, raising horses. <clears throat> but when Isadora passes through and brings Blythe with him, with her, he decides it's about time that he goes out into the world. Doesn't help that Blythe is a very attractive young woman who caught his eye and seems to have noticed him as well. So, there's always that. And as he spends more time with Tarek, and his rebels. He improves his fighting prowess significantly. He also plays an integral role in the rebellion. Civil War rebellion. 
however you want to label it. You'll have to read the book to decide for yourself. But um, he is definitely a prominent character in both kingdoms. And somewhat on a more subtle level with um, Princess Isadora than with Tarek. And I did that on purpose. And you will understand why when the book comes out, hopefully this fall. Now, <clears throat> I am technically two work days away from the start of my vacation. Uh, Friday, 2.31 p.m. I am on vacation from the 7th through the 15th. I have every intention of taking the time and writing. I've gone to great lengths and effort to convert my patio into a comfortable outdoor writing space and oasis. I just need to clear off some space on the table as my children have pilfered it for their plants. But I'm hoping that things being delivered in the next couple of days will um, give me a way around that so I don't have to bother my children, but I can still spend time in my comfort in the outdoors and write. Now, next week's episode is going to be a question and answer episode. You still have just under seven days to get your questions. Either email me, leave me a voice message, private message me on Facebook, or post them on either of my Facebook pages. Any of my Facebook pages. I'm looking forward to a couple more questions than the last Q&A episode, although the ones that my girlfriend asked me were absolutely fantastic. I'm just hoping to get more of them. Now, I'm hoping also to have a special guest on the next episode. So that one will probably be an R-rated episode purely for the language content. We tend to get each other going and our, our vocabulary is not always family friendly, but if nothing else, it should certainly be entertaining. I am getting off topic though, because Sevlin was the one that I really, really wanted to talk about, and I'm finding that I can't talk about him nearly as much as I wanted to without giving away integral storyline. And I find myself highly frustrated because, like I said, I really had fun developing him as a character and bringing him into his own in the story. 
in the second and especially into the third books. <clears throat> and like I said, he doesn't have his own storyline, but he kind of does. Because there are plenty of scenes in both Isadora and Tarek's storylines where Sevlin is the leading character. He also is acquainted with Mythos and Blythe's benefactor and spends a little bit of time with them, which makes for a fantastic little excerpt in the story. Um, through him especially, I have been able to create a whole new city that wasn't in my original book plans. Um, the city is called Karnak. It is a port city in Debash or in Iskenderun that is almost as important as the capital Debash is. And I created it, like I said, primarily for Sevelin, because he has reason to travel there, not only on business for both kings, but also on personal business, because like I said, Karnak is a port city. One of the largest and most advanced in all of Terra. People from all over have come and made it their home. Hundreds of skilled craftsmen, um, smiths of all kinds, uh, jewelry workers, metal workers, armorers. I mean, just the list goes on and on. And it really is even in the later books an evolving city that I send most of my characters through at one point or another. Because well, it's fun. First of all, and also because there are important story hooks to be found there. And I didn't even know that I was going to need it when I first started writing until I did need it. I know, it doesn't make sense, but it does. And despite the fact that my day job today was almost half downtime, I found that I wasn't able to write as much as I was hoping to. Um, not for lack of trying, but just because my brain wouldn't cooperate which was slightly disconcerting, but then on my lunch break, I was going through 
I finished Kaylin's second draft storyline. Finally. And I finished it on Sunday. So I have started to go through Mythos and Blythe's storyline. And to reduce it into a couple of chapters that I had started out with has been significantly more challenging than I had originally thought because I didn't write it in the deep point of view and I am going back through now realizing that I need to. I need to stay in these characters' heads in order for the story to come out the way that it needs to. In order for these characters to tell you what they need you to tell you. And Sevelyn is constantly on Blythe's mind. And I need to keep reminding myself of this and bring this up more often than what I have been. Although the first part of the chapter moves a little bit slower than I'd like, but it needs to, I think. And now that I am mostly past that part, I think it's going to start to move better. I think it's going to start to flow better. And I'm going to be addressing the character relationships more. Because it's not just Blythe and Mythos's story in this second chapter. It's also Liren and Jamian. And I'm slowly drawing that out more. But I need to do it even more. And it's presenting itself as a challenge that I wasn't expecting. But I really should have. Because when I originally wrote it, I didn't even intend for Liren to go along. But for as much trouble as Blythe kept getting herself into, I thought it would be prudent to have a priestess with her for at least part of the time. And... It affords me an opportunity to give my characters a glance into that part of the magical world of this place that I have created. And <clears throat> it also starts to alter the dynamics and the relationship between the four characters. And that also has to happen. And it's something that I've been struggling with. But I'm hoping that it'll come out and it'll make more sense as the drafts evolve. But my goal next week, among other things, is to get the whole entire second draft done. All of the storylines, all of the chapters. So as it stands right now with the second draft of Kaylin's storyline 
and just knocking out a couple of pages of Blythe and Mythos' storyline. I'm up to almost 300 pages, and I still have a long way to go. I need to develop Sevelyn's storyline more. I need to do a lot more with a lot of the other characters. I need to flesh out the world and make it lived in and put in all the little flora and fauna that make it interesting. There are points where I need to draw out the senses more because when I see it in my head, it isn't even fully formed all the way and that's not gonna be that great for my readers so maybe carve out a day or two to just sit down and write and do nothing else even though I have extensive plans to do many things even though we're not going anywhere but I seem to be getting really good at talking about the characters for the first five to eight minutes and then rambling for the rest of it, which I mean, the show is called Writer Ramblings, but I apologize most profoundly for not keeping it focused as much as I wanted to because I don't want to spoil the story. But... It is getting on towards the time where I need to start wrapping up and I need to get ready for tomorrow and the next day and my vacation. So I'm going to thank you for listening. I'm going to ask you to tune in next week and don't forget to send your questions. They can be about the characters. They can be about writing in general. They can be about my writing. But if you could please keep it focused on writing, I would very much appreciate it. So thank you again for listening and have a good evening.